it has been a, a string of horrific days for the followers of Jesus. Everything they have hoped for, all they have laid their own lives aside to seek, is gone. Their beloved teacher has been killed, and the friends largely scatter, huddling in the shadows of upper rooms, wondering if the authorities have been satiated by ending their leader or if they, the disciples, are next. And still, Mary Magdalene's love tugs at her. The need she feels to mourn, and at the very least to care for her beloved friend's body, this pulls her out of hiding. She comes first, and alone, still in the dark. Walking the deserted road, she hears how once familiar sounds become shifty there before dawn. She wonders if anyone might be lurking. Mary comes to that tomb all the same and discovers that it is far worse than she had imagined. She can't even anoint the body of Jesus. It's been taken. She runs to tell the others, and they sprint back, trying to piece the story together. But it is only Mary who remains who stays there in her weary anguish, her numb shock, the way forward obscured. She stays weeping and bends down to peer into that awful empty tomb again. But this time she is met there. She encounters these holy beings, angels, messengers of the divine. Throughout our sacred stories, angels come to announce God's truth, to teach, to proclaim what is to come. In common lore, we, we expect angels to help us in desperate moments, to Pull the impossible within reach. But here, sitting in the tomb, these angels announce nothing, answer nothing. They perform no miracle. All they do is ask Mary a question. Woman. Why are you weeping? Isn't it obvious? Doesn't everyone in Jerusalem know what's happened? Know why she would come before dawn to this grave? Are they flippant as they ask this question? Are they curious? Or... 
Could it be that this question is not about procuring an answer, but rather about creating an opening? Woman, why are you weeping? What if it's the reassurance that she need not do anything differently, that they welcome her to come and stay just as she is? What if alongside making sweeping proclamations, angels also come to create space for us to wrestle our deepest longings, even those which have just been crushed. Mary stays. I wonder how time transpires in the moments that follow. It sounds like it comes so quickly, her turning, her seeing. And maybe it is one second that stretches out across history. And maybe it's an hour or more as the sun rises up over the ridge. But regardless, I know that waiting, that naming the longing, and then choosing to turn again, this work can seem like it lasts for ages. I think this is what the angels invite, what they host even. They ask her this simple, audacious question. And in doing so, they pull Mary in a little more. They lead her deeper yet into the longing and the waiting and the possibility. The question begs her to name her ultimate concern, to name that which she most loves. It is from that place, from the question and the longing that she stammers out, that she turns and sees. She turns and resurrection arrives. Jesus comes, risen, even while she can't recognize him at first. Everything is changed. There, past the waiting. There, beyond the question that has no good answer. Or maybe that carries every answer, all the reasons to weep. There, far into the depths of the angel's question, resurrection emerges. Nearly a dozen years ago, my husband and I spent many evenings walking through the winding streets and little pathways in the Berkeley Hills. On one such walk, we made a discovery. On the front stoop of an old house, almost hidden by this cave of overgrown trees, stood a small blackboard. There were faded words written there in white chalk, which said, take a poem home with you. 
An envelope was clipped to the frame of the chalkboard, and in it we found a collection of little Xeroxed poems. We chose one with delight. In the weeks that followed, we began to root our walks past this hidden corner. The offering wasn't always out, but usually it was. And we relished the days when we could come home with a new poem knocking on a neighbor's door to read the treasure of words aloud. The poem house, as we came to call it, was a mystery and a joy. We did not know who lived there or why they did this, though it felt like we came to have a sense of them through their gorgeous taste in verse, and the way they, they so consistently offered a gem of a poem that felt like it was just what I needed on a given day. I remember one night when I set out to walk on my own. My heart was heavy I was carrying more longing than I knew what to do with, and it, it felt like the worry of it all was beginning to gnaw away at me. I walked for a long time through the quiet hills and the empty streets, wondering what I might do, if there was anything I could do. So much of my growing desperation wrapped around that which was entirely beyond my control. Eventually, I made my meandering way to the poem house, walked quietly to the front steps, and took the only poem that was there. I hoped that maybe, somehow, it, it would have an answer for me or, or show me the way. Backtracking to the light of the street lamp, shining through the fog just enough for me to make out the words, I softly read them aloud. It was Rilke, not a poem, but a bit from Letters to a Young Poet. Try to love the questions themselves, it read. The point is to live everything, live the questions now. I turned and continued walking into the night. I had wanted an answer, but maybe questions were where I needed to be. If we have come to this night looking for a rock-solid way forward, for a definitive accounting of the mechanics of the resurrection and its concrete implications for our lives, we will leave disappointed. The angels do not explain a thing to Mary. Even Jesus himself does not. Instead of answers, the angels and Jesus all welcome Mary with this question. A wholehearted, searching, deeply loving question. Woman, 
Why are you weeping? Jesus and his angels give us permission to wait, to not know, to bring our whole selves to the tomb. Here's a chair, they seem to say. And a cup of tea. Take off your jacket and stay a while. Tell me, why are you weeping? Stay. You don't have to have it all together. And you don't have to have the answers. Just come and stay. On this night, friends, let us love the questions. Let us dwell in the not yet knowing. Sit together in the holy waiting. It's in this interim time that we can begin to hear. It's in this in-between that we begin to turn towards possibility. It's here, in the questions, that we can begin to recognize the new life that is rising right in front of us.